Yo, you got anything to say? You got anything to say to the people? No? Okay. Well, then away with you! Throw! Good morning, afternoon, evening. Welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. A podcast about the Kansas City Royals by a guy who likes to throw his extremely overweight cat around. Because this cat never, ever leaves my room. I throw him responsibly, though. Please throw your cats responsibly, and they'll be okay. Everyone's okay. We're okay, right? I almost said it was a daily podcast, and obviously it's not been a daily podcast for a while. But, you know, post-series, I will at least do that. I will at least show up to talk about the end of a series, and that is what happened today, yesterday. It's May 15th, 2022. The Royals played their final game in Colorado. I say it with, like, such finality, like, oh, they're never going to go back to Colorado ever again. Um, but no, it was just the the one series they had in Colorado this year. So they wrapped up a three-game series against the Colorado Rockies, a series that they ended up winning two games, which, two games out of three, which kind of salvages something at the end of this road trip, basically. Because looking at this road trip, it's it's not great, but you then put into perspective that it was a 4-5 and five trip overall. If you include the Cardinals game, the one Cardinals game on May 2nd, which I know was a while ago, um, then it's 4-6, and six, which is obviously not so good. But, you know, putting into perspective, like, we, we, get, we get so mad about this team, right? But actually, it's, it, it, you know, we won 4 out of... Uh, Four out of nine games on the road. You know, if we won one more, then this would have been this would have been a winning road trip and something that we could actually uh, be a little bit happy about. I I think um, it, it's just that it doesn't feel like it was all that successful of a road trip. And I mean, obviously because it was a losing road trip. I mean, going four and five on a road trip is really not that bad. I mean, you you're going to expect to lose more games on the road than you do at home. So, you know, you got a homestand coming up, make up those games at home. You know, have a, have a good homestand and you're back in business, right? The problem is the road trip involved the Orioles and the Rangers and the Rockies. At least two of these teams you should expect to be better than. Like, we should expect to beat the Orioles. We should expect to beat the Rangers, and maybe expect to go, like, toe-to-toe with the Rockies. I don't think the Rockies are all that good, even if they've been like, above 500 and playing in a super competitive division. I don't know. I just don't... I, I, I don't know if anyone's really taking them all that seriously. I'm certainly not. But, yeah, you would expect 4 and 5 to not... Like, you would expect something better than that with these three teams. But, I mean, at the end of the day, 4 and 5, it's not that bad, I, I guess. It's, it's fine. Like, again, it's... It's salvageable, I think. It's kind of an okay, passable outcome. But we do still have things to talk about, some things to complain about, not only with how the team has performed, but also, again, some of the managerial decisions that are going on with the Royals. And I think this is a great way to transition into Sunday's game because that was a very, 
very interesting game. One that seemed a little too perfect. Maybe not perfect, because Daniel Lynch, he came out, and credit to Daniel Lynch, he threw five and a third scoreless innings. You know, you you have a scoreless outing from your starting pitcher at Coors Field, especially from Lynch, who, you know, has been known to make these big mistake pitches, giving up the long ball so far this season. You know, him going scoreless in this outing at Coors Field, I think is huge. I think that is really, really impressive. The one knock against his start is that he had four walks and only four strikeouts, so he wasn't able to put hitters away effectively, but still, you got five-plus scoreless from your starting pitcher in Coors Field. I think that is something worth celebrating, and that was in the Royals even gave him a nice cushy amount of run support because he left that game. No, he didn't leave that game. Actually, he didn't get a ton of run support. However, it would come later on as we tap into our relief pitchers because by the seventh inning, the Royals were up seven, no, not seven, nothing, six to nothing. So going into the bottom of the seventh inning, you know, things seem a-okay. Lynch had a solid start. Royals are pitching well. In Coors Field, it's six to nothing. We still got our best relievers, Stamont and Barlow, waiting in the wings. We can use them at any point. It just seems like everything's going to be all right, and we can say, hey, the Royals played a pretty good baseball game on May 15th, 2022. One nice sunny afternoon in Denver, Colorado. And then suddenly, couple runs score, couple more runs score, couple more runs score. The Royals are losing seven to six in the seventh inning. Oh. Yeah, you just can't get what you want with the Royals, can you? We can just not have anything. We can't have nice things at all with this team. Up six to nothing, suddenly down seven to six in one half inning. Just one half inning that, man, it felt like an eternity. I swear that half inning was like 30 minutes. That was just like the longest half inning of my entire freaking life. First, it was Amir Garrett. Actually, first it was Colin Snyder. He started the, the inning after getting the last two outs of the previous inning to bail out Lynch. I mean, maybe not like bail out. He had a runner on base, I think. Uh, and I think Snyder uh, got a double play, so that was cool. So Snyder came back out for the bottom of the seventh. Immediately gives up a single, so go to the bullpen, go to Amir Garrett. And hey, Amir Garrett's been reliable. Gives up two walks instantly. He, he gets an out. He gets one of them, but he gives up two walks in the process. Not good. He's just all over the place, not getting it done. All right, go to Taylor Clark. Go to a less sleep-deprived Blake Snell, as I call him. He's been reliable so far this season. Nope, he's getting hit around. He is getting absolutely whipped, and oh, it just happens over and over and over and over again. All 
the, the remaining uh, four runs, or five runs, or however many it was, whatever. It felt like all seven runs <laughs> came from Taylor Clark, really, from the four hits that he gave up. Uh, he eventually got the last two outs of the inning, but yeah, um, Matheny really just kind of left him out there to die, which, you know, in a way, I don't know, it, it's it's a tough decision because, you know, you don't want to use your bullpen more in a stretch of the season like this because you still, you're still 10 days away from an off day, but I mean... Come on, man. It's like, look at the game in front of you, at least. Like, like it's like sometimes Matheny is trying too hard to save the game when it's just unsalvageable. And sometimes he's just letting the situation play out for way too long. It's like, bro, like, like come on, your guy is on, on fire. Not in a good way. Everything is burning. Why don't you, why, like, instead of worrying about tomorrow's game, may, maybe actually try... <laughs> To keep the lead that you have right now. Maybe don't give up this game. You know, it's like sometimes Matheny will try hard these games where he's already losing. But then when he's already winning, he's like, no, no, we can afford to just like sit around and wait or whatever. What? Uh, I don't know, man. It was ugly. It was terrible. It felt like that inning would never end. I guess I'm glad it was only seven runs. However... At the end of the day, I am glad it was only seven runs. Hooray! Because the Royals were able to come back in the ninth inning thanks to, I believe, a walk from Andrew Benintendi and then a single from Ryan O'Hearn, both pinch hit appearances. And uh, eventually, I think Merrifield also like got a hit or a walk or something, but eventually came back around to Salvador Perez, who ripped a double, or was it a double? No, it was just a single, but it scored both runners. Scored and it scored Benintendi, scored Kyle Isbell, who was a uh, pinch running for Ryan O'Hearn, which uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. Why is Ryan O'Hearn a left-handed hitter hitting instead of Kyle Isbell, a left-handed hitter, when you were just going to use Kyle Isbell anyway? Uh, why does this organization hate Kyle Isbell? You know, I think it was Royals Farm who was talking about this. And it's like, Kyle Isbell's had like less than 1,000 plate appearances in his entire career. And the Royals are just acting like it's over for him. You know, they're just like relegating him to pinch runner status. I mean, with the way that they just, you know, play him once every like 12 games. It's like, dude, why, 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 what is the issue? You're not even giving him a shot. You're not even giving him an opportunity. It's uh, we've we've had this discussion so many times. We had this discussion at the beginning of the season. And we thought we were past it. We thought eventually, you know, when when Olivares was here, it's like, oh, Isbell and or Olivares hitting it every day. Isbell takes lefties. Uh, Ollie takes righties, or maybe the other way around. I don't know. That's fine. Uh, you know, we 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 seem to work something out, and instead. And said, no, Kyle Isbell just does not get to play. For some reason. I don't know, dude. Well, whatever, we won the game. <laughs> That's probably what the Royals are saying. It's like, well, whatever, we won the game. We made some extremely stupid decisions, but we won the game. Uh, yeah, I guess he did. 
So good job. You know, celebrate a win. Celebrate the win. We will, t- especially right now, we will take any win we get. But uh, man, did they go about it in about the worst way imaginable. But uh, yeah, that was interesting. And before that, in Colorado, we had a kind of blowout loss. The Royals lost 10-4, to four, uh, mostly on the behalf of Carlos Hernandez, who went four innings and gave up nine runs. Nine runs, four innings. Carlos Hernandez, as a starting pitcher in 2022, has an ERA of 9.11. I can't believe it. I'm literally shaking and crying right now. Carlos, Her- Carlos Hernandez literally did 9-11. What is this? Oh, man. You know, you know, this game was like, it was almost poetic because after, you know, you know, they just let Hernandez die out there. They just left him to die. They're like, you know what, bro? Long stretch of the season. Bullpen's exhausted. We we cannot afford to spend every reliever in this game. You're going to pitch un- until your heart falls off, man. <laughs> They did that. He so he went full four innings. He was a he was a warrior. He was a fighter, pitching that long and just letting himself get beat that hard. And then after that, they go to Ronald Bolaños, who also throws four innings, but only gives up one run, and it was on a home run. Other than that, he had he had two hits, including that home run, and two walks to four strikeouts in four innings. And only 60 pitches. He was efficient. He was, I dare say, good. You know, when Bolaños got called up, I feel like this was I feel like this was a month ago. He got called up, and I said, he must be here to replace Carlos Hernandez in the rotation. And for some reason that has not happened yet. But then then you get this game where Hernandez cannot do anything right, seemingly, and then Bolaños comes in takes the same workload and does it so much better. Like, if that doesn't say to anyone that Bolaños should be in this rotation at least above Carlos Hernandez, then I don't I don't know what will. I'm not saying Bolaños is going to be like the ace of this staff. I'm not even saying he's a long-term solution as a starting pitcher, but he's better than Carlos Hernandez. It's like, you know, this is a typical thing that I'm complaining about with the Royals. The Royals are acting like there are no other options. Like, there are no ways around whatever they're dealing with. Like, oh, Carlos Hernandez is bad this year? Guess we just better keep starting him. You know, Hernandez, Carlos has not had a single good start this year. He has not had one good start this year. And then he gives up nine in four innings, dude. Like, come on. Like, how long you are you going to let this go on? They were quicker uh, with Jackson Kowar and Chris Bubich this season so far. Why are they sticking with Hernandez for so long? I think that they need to move him to the bullpen. I mean, in general, like, Carlos's projection, he's not really expected to be a starter. He's expected to be a long-relief spot starter type of guy, which isn't like a bad thing. You can use that on your major league roster. You know, any way someone can be a, a usable, passable major league player, that's fine. That's good. 
All right, obviously you don't want every one of your 2018 draft pitchers to be that. But, you know, in, in, in this case, you know, you, you can have your your kind of mediocre starters or whatever as long as you have some better starters. Unfortunately, the Royals will have a lot of better starters. But look, I'm just saying, let's work with, let's work with what we got for now. Let's just say Carlos Hernandez. This is It's all just to say Carlos Hernandez might not be the, a starting pitcher in the future. All right. I think that it's fine that the Royals gave him an opportunity this season. Let him, you know, they gave him a spot in the rotation. I feel like he earned it. I do feel like Carlos Hernandez earned a spot in the starting rotation in 2022 because he did have a good stretch last year. He was pretty solid in the second half. Maybe metrics say that, oh, he was lucky. He was whatever, blah, 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 blah. Some stuff is like, oh, regression is coming. All right. You know what? You can ignore it just to say, hey, let's let the regression happen. You know, let, let, let's 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 reward someone on a job well done. But, and, you know, if they if they mess it up, then they mess it up. All right. Whatever. I'm fine with the Royals giving the spot on the rotation. But now he's messed up. All right. He's not good. And, and in fact, maybe the bullpen won't necessarily help Carlos because I don't know what's going on. I don't I don't know I don't know if anyone knows what's going on frankly because you know when does this team ever know what's going on but Hernandez's fastball is down like 2 miles per hour in velocity compared to last year and it's getting hit like absolute hell everyone is hitting the crap out of his fastball as opposed to last year when it was passable it was quality who knows is that an offseason thing is that a mental thing right now is he just I don't know who knows again who knows but is it a mechanical change? Yeah, I don't know. No one knows. But Hernandez's fastball is terrible compared to last year when it was solid. All right, maybe that's something you send him down to AAA to work out because it's more of a maybe it's more of a mechanical thing, or you know, move him to the bullpen and see if he'll he'll throw harder in the bullpen. I don't know. You know, options. It's fine. You can do either one. I think that's an, that's fine. But move him out of the rotation for the love of God, please. Just stop. Stop waiting on things to get better and just work with what you've got right now. Right now, you've got Ronald Bolaños, who so far has given you every reason to believe that he's at least better than Carlos Hernandez. If nothing else, again, I'm not saying this is going to be a great starting pitcher, but he's at least better than Carlos right now. I just don't get why they wait so long to make decisions like this. Seems like a no-brainer. Seems like it would be really easy to do that, but I don't know. It's the Royals. They just have to wait and see for everything. So that was that game. That was a pretty horrible day, a pretty horrific-tastic game. And then on Friday, the Royals and Rockies participated in a good old-fashioned Coors Field, no-holds-barred slugfest. Both teams scored 10-plus runs as the Royals were able to win 14-10. to 14-10. And you know what? That's a game that I will actually accept. Because number one, you won. And you won actually by a few. Like, you, you still won the game by four. So it's not like it was a, a super nail-biting game or whatever. And 
Our starting pitcher for Friday was Zach Granke. And you know what? I'm glad. It, 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 it may, might seem weird to say that I'm glad it happened. But, I mean, I feel like this entire season, we've been waiting for Zach Granke to have a bad game. Just, just the way he pitches, it seems a little too risky. Like, the way he is literally never striking anyone out and is just getting weak contact, you know, you just think, oh man, just there's going to be one day where Granky just gets absolutely obliterated, right? And, you know, it might as well have happened in a game where the Royals score 14 runs and in a game where they play in Coors Field, where you basically expect to get blown up as a pitcher. You know, and Greggy, he actually had four strikeouts, which for him this season is really good, and still zero walks. So it's not like anything was uh, super different with him. Just maybe the environment, maybe the lineup. I don't know. But, it, you know, we've been waiting for this to happen for him. It, it's it, it might as well have happened in a, in, in a day like that, where the Royals score 14. They just go absolutely psychotic with the hitting. And, uh, yeah. So that's a game where we can afford to have a have a bit of a pitching blow up because it was really just him. He has five earned runs in 4.2 innings pitch, seven runs total. Gabe Spire gave up three runs in one and a third inning. Um, and that was it. Dylan Coleman had a scoreless inning. Josh Stallman had two scoreless outs. And then Barlow had one and a third scoreless inning. So, yeah, it was really just two pitchers who had a bad day. Uh, everyone else just kind of showed up and uh, kept things relatively under control. And we got to watch some really exciting hitting. Again, 14 runs. 14 runs off of how many hits? How many hits was that? It was so many hits. 18 hits. 18 hits. The Royals had 18 hits. Let's count them. Whit Merrifield, 2 for 6. Benintendi, 3 for 6. Salvi, 2 for 6. Santana, zero, but two walks. You know what? I'll accept a two-walk game from Carlos Santana. That's fine, especially since one of those runs did come around to score. So, hey, Carlos Santana contributed. You know, I, I'm, I'm saying it. Carlos Santana is not as bad as you might think, guys. He really isn't. I'm not saying he's, I mean, maybe he's not great. Sure, but he's getting that batting average up ever so slowly. And the fact that he has an on-base over 300, I mean... Not, not a lot of guys on this roster who have an on-base of 300 <laughs> or more. All right. Bobby Witt Jr., one for five, but it was a home run. So, yeah, great. Wait, wait. actually, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Bobby Witt Jr. did not have a home run. He had a triple. He had a triple. Uh, sorry, we'll get back to Bobby in a second. Uh, Emmanuel Rivera, e Emmanuel Rivera, Zero for four. Sorry, Rivera. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn instead got a hit. So, he was one for one. Okay. Michael A. Taylor, three for four. Three hits for him. Nicky Lopez, one for five. Um, Actually, not great, but okay, at least he got a hit. At least he got a hit. And Hunter Dozier. You want to know what happened to Hunter Dozier? Hunter Dozier, who you think is so terrible? The Royals are so stupid for giving him the guaranteed contract? I mean, they shouldn't have given him, a, given him a guaranteed contract. That was kind of a weird decision. But, yeah, th that, that hitter, that guy you think is so bad, the worst player in baseball? Five for five. Hunter Dozier with five hits on Friday. His batting average, 
on that day was 277. Right now, after Sunday, what was it? What was that? What is it at now? Is that a good amount? Is that 282? Because he had two more hits yesterday on Sunday. Hunter Dozier is hitting 282. What do you, what, what, how about that? How about that? Hunter Dozier had a fantastic series. Hunter Dozier had an absolute, he had the series of his life, seemingly. And you know, in the, and the Royals, they moved him around a little bit. They had him playing left field a little bit. They had him playing third base a little bit. Okay. He seemed not as terrible as he has been in the past. Maybe we just haven't really seen him there enough this year to get a good judgment of him, but he didn't look terrible. But yeah, the Royals just had this absolutely explosive game on Friday. 14 hits on eight, 18, 18 hits on 14 runs. Um, you know, and Bobby Wood Jr., I said we'd get back to him. Bobby had a pretty solid series uh, with the Rockies. You know, he, he seemed to have a lot of fun in good old Coors Field. On Friday, you know, he went one for five, but that was a triple. That drew in a couple of runs, uh, put in a couple of runs. On Saturday, he went one for four with a home run. So that's awesome. And then Sunday, he went one for two with a home run and two walks, which might be the most impressive thing about that series for him. The fact that he got two walks. You know, the thing with Bobby is that he's striking out quite a bit and he's not walking like at all. He's had, like, what, four walks this season or something? Hasn't hasn't drawn a lot of walks. Oh, I was almost exactly right. He's had five walks this season, as opposed to 30 strikeouts in 31 games. But now it's seven walks and 30 strikeouts after 32 games. So, good series for Bobby overall, and he got two home runs in this series. I mean, you can say lol Coors, but still. Still, it counts. I'm counting it. We should count it. And, you know, even if you don't want to count the home runs, whatever. He got two walks. So that's good for him. I think overall he had a pretty good series. That's all we want at this point. If we can't have anything else, let's at least enjoy Bobby Witt Jr. I've been enjoying him. That's pretty good. So that's kind of the series that the Royals had with the Rockies. Very high-scoring series overall because, you know, Coors Field. Gotta love it. Gotta love it over there. Um, lots of strange, questionable things going on still with management. You know, maybe with leaving out um, who pitched in that Taylor Clark yesterday, leaving him out for too long. Um, they haven't announced anything with Carlos Hernandez, but I swear to God, man, if he gets another start, like, immediately after... Oh, I'm going to have a fit. I'm going to be upset. It's not going to be good. I really hope that they move him to the bullpen and give Bolaño some starts until, at, at least until you're ready to call up Brady Singer or, God forbid, Jack, Jackson Kowar. <laughs> guess what? Jackson Kowar had six scoreless innings a couple days ago in AAA. Um... But he needs more of those. Like, don't call him up after after one good outing. You, you need to actually build up his confidence. Um, you know, maybe it's been maybe he just had a 
take a while to get rid of uh, the voices of Cal Eldred in his head. Uh, kind of same with Brady Singer's, because Brady Singer's been looking all right, and he's throwing that change up in AAA, but maybe wait a little bit so he can build up some confidence before uh, just immediately throwing him back to the wolves and the big bad man that is Cal Eldred. Uh, well, we'll see how things go moving forward. This week we have a four-game series against the Chicago White Sox. Uh, at, oh, wait. Oh, my God. It is a five-game series. How could I forget? The Royals are playing a doubleheader on Tuesday. So they got five games against the White Sox and then three games against the Twins this week. Of course, these, this is all taking place at home in good old Kauffman Stadium. So uh, this will this will definitely be interesting. We're going to see the entire rotation for both teams against the White Sox. We're going to start with Brad Keller. I don't know who's starting for the Sox today. So uh, but it, it's someone, some dude, I'm sure. Some, some guy, some fucker <laughs> for the White Sox is starting. And then we got three games against the Twins. You know, if we can... Obviously, some hopium that I'm huffing, but if we can at least get like a 4-3 uh, homestand here, win four games. Oh, wait, no, it's an eight-game homestand. I keep forgetting. I keep missing this doubleheader. Okay, we at, at the very minimum need to win four games on this homestand. And if we don't, um, fire everybody. <laughs> And if we do, maybe still fire everybody. Just stop making crazy, insane decisions. Just call up Vinny Pasquantino already. Just do it. Uh, there's a rumor that the Brewers are interested in, in Andrew Benintendi. Great. Literally trade him right now. <laughs> and just get other players to play for the Royals. Instead of, uh, you know, wasting time on guys who are not going to be here in a, in a couple of years. Let the kids play. Let Kyle Isbell play. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, some more. We'll, uh, I'll get back to you, if not on Tuesday, then on Wednesday, because we'll definitely talk about the th those uh, first three games. So uh, I will see you then. I, uh, anything else? Is my cat still around? Does he have anything to say? Reginald. No, okay, he went somewhere else. I don't know where else he, he goes usually just stays in my room the entire time, so wherever else he might be, that is a mystery to me. In any case, thank you very much for listening to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. Again, sorry that uploads have been slower, but, you know, this team uh, makes you go a little crazy. Um, makes you lose your mind a little bit. Good thing I don't have one in at all. So share this podcast if you don't think. I would love to hear from you at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter, or RoyalDeluxePodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening once again. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day, and I hope you're having a good one. From me to you, I am Lux, and go Royals! Go Royals! Win a, win a game, Royals! Do good things, Royals! Make good choices, Royals! Yeah! <sighs>